0: We are the men in maroon. One is a solopian, and the other loves a day out in the tune. But both of us are united as jambos. We travel from Edinburgh to Dundee to Glasgow. Daz and the Manus. We are going for a footballing tango. Welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast with Daz and the Manus.
1: Coming up on episode 11 of the Men in Maroon podcast, we discuss the snooze fest that was Ross County at home. We show our appreciation for the departing Scott Wilson. We discuss Hearts women's semi final loss and preview the trip to Parkhead. This is the Men in Maroon podcast. Let's make some noise.
0: Hello and welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast. Another episode, another week here in the life of being a Hearts and Midlovian supporter. It might not be the most exciting episodes uh, ever because uh, of some of the things we're about to discuss, but in some ways uh, it's still going to be an interesting episode because we don't have nothing to talk about. There are still things to talk about and it didn't really feel like that last weekend after the Ross County result and we were almost fearful that uh, there would be nothing to talk about, but thankfully that's not the case. Uh, Daz is with me as always and Daz, uh, let's get going straight away. Uh, Ross County, that was the most exciting game of football this season. It has to be said. <laughs>
1: oh, no. Yeah. Wow. Well, no. It. It was like a. It was like a training game between two sides who were just like, right, let's let's wrap our players in cotton wool, make sure we don't get injured, and uh, play out a boring 0-0 draw. It, it was. Yeah, wasn't really. Uh, the event that we we come to expect at Tynecastle.
0: But it's not really all that surprising either, given that the business in the league is effectively done.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, you've you've got you've got to have at the back of your mind that we've got a massive game coming up after the league season's finished and that uh, we don't want to risk it injuring players. We've we've got not really got anything to play for anymore. We've hit third place, we, we can't reach second place, so I think it's just the case now. I, I was kind of expecting a couple of players to shine a little bit just because to try and play their way into the team for the final, but it it was just one of those games where it, you you didn't really miss much if you went to a toilet or to get something to eat or drink.
0: I was really annoyed with Liam Boyce to an extent because I felt it would be nice to see him get a goal or two uh, in a game like that, yep. but uh, I feel that something is missing uh, from him at the moment because you know I've seen him take so many chances or a lack of chances, and and he's just not been getting the goals or enough of them to hit that desired twenty of the se- in the season.
1: No, he just he just seemed to be snatching at chances a lot whenever they came to him and was a different player than what we were used to seeing earlier in the season where if he had the ball in those positions you'd be thinking right goal, but I don't know he just seemed to be missing that clinical edge and it's if he was on holiday already it was just right I'm in holiday mode and just not taking the chances that we know that he can put away i mean I don't know
0: if, I don't know if it's more confidence actually to be quite honest because I mean I remember you and I were saying uh, that you know, like the goal at Dundee United. I mean, the hope I think from both of us was that that goal was going to bring about quite a boost in confidence, and then therefore we would see more goals coming from him. Uh, or do you reckon that he's saving his best until that final later this month?
1: I'm hoping that he's saving his best because we haven't really uh, seen the best of Liam Boyce, and yeah, I'm, we both. Did say to wonder, right? That's got to be the confidence now be sky high for him after that goal, and it didn't matter how that went in against Dundee United, scrappy finish or not, but just didn't seem to manifest on Saturday into further goals for him and getting closer to twenty goals.
0: Yeah, yeah. the 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 thing is, as well, you could also say to be really fair to him that uh, the the games that we have left in the Premiership, it's pretty much just tick the boxes really and complete them because as I was saying earlier you know we've we've done the business in the 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 premiership for this season but of course naturally as a human being um although no doubt the players will officially say that uh uh, you know we're focusing on one game at a time we're not thinking too far ahead surely given the context of the situation we're in that final will definitely be on everyone's minds there's no doubt about it
1: yeah, definitely. You've got, I think, that the end goal now is is in sight. We've only got three games left to play now, and all all they'll all be thinking is, right, I need to have my name read out pre match on the in Robbie's team to make that starting eleven. I don't want to be playing a bit part or even not even getting on the pitch. I think I'm, I'm wondering. I think maybe the Motherwell game might be the game where we see players step up again a little bit. And try to earn a place in the team. I think the last two games, Motherwell and Rangers, I think we might see different performances than we saw on Saturday. Because I think that would be when, right, we've got a week and a bit to go until this game. That I want to that- be in that starting
0: eleven. That Rangers game before, and I'm not talking about the cup final, but the one in the cinch premiership that is going to be a bizarre game of football because yeah, I know I know we'll cross that bridge when we get to it eventually, but but I can see that being both sides really playing it as safe as they can because we've got the Scottish Cup final, but Rangers have the Scottish Cup final as well and the Europa League final as well.
1: Yeah, it's going to be, I think see if it was an away game i wouldn't be that bothered about not going but going at uh, the home game it's yeah it, it's one of those where it's just going to be right i was there it's been it's gone Let, let's get to the final now
0: anything else you want to say about the ross county game or can <laughs> uh, <laughs> we move on
1: fast we, okay a couple of pointers. we didn't get any injuries which is a plus Still got a, we, we haven't got any more injuries should i say um hopefully in my i'm hoping that cuz uh, charles cook had a quiet game we kept him quiet that he, t- he had plenty of time to uh, take in his surroundings and familiarise himself familiarise himself with uh, Timecastle, castle ready for the move that i want in the summer uh,
0: transfer business i'm sure you and i will be chatting about that every week when it comes uh, oh, yeah. the window starts to open so uh, yeah definitely uh, definitely no uh, holiday for either of us I think. No. to be honest or if there is one it might not be a very long one really if anything so uh, no rest for the
1: one. wicked. ah and,
0: yeah and I've heard that phrase before I've Josh Janelli
1: as well I thought again his confidence after that United game I thought that might have gone up a little bit same with Liam Boyce but I think it, I think he thought he was playing rugby he was putting them high wide everywhere no it was just something something was amiss with him again on Saturday
0: I mean, I suppose the next few games is really just a chance for them to get some more minutes on the pitch um, and, uh, you know, potentially uh, the the less of a window they have to prove themselves, then that we might well see their performances uh, improve with time. And then that might leave Robbie Nielsen with a bit of a dilemma um, going uh, just before the 21st of May. Um, Definitely. We uh, we also
1: uh, had a... uh, 20th minute twirly for appreciation oh, yeah. of uh, the part in Mr. Scott Wilson and what oh, an ovation yeah. as well.
0: Scott Scott Wilson dominated the Jallin film's highlights. It has to be said I've seen more of them than the actual um, football itself to be honest. <laughs> but that was the first time I've ever done a twirly uh, with my scarf and uh, it was absolutely incredible. The, the that was really nice of the Hearts fans to do that for um, Scott Wilson there um, on the 20th minute uh, 20 because, of course, he's been in that role as the voice of Timecastle for 20 years, two decades. Uh, and uh, uh, it was a lovely touch at the end of the game for the Hearts players to give him an amazing, uh, you know. Uh, Guards of honor they give for champions of the league. So, uh, um, you know that was absolutely fantastic uh, to salute uh, the champion of Tynecastle, Scott Wilson. I also uh,
1: enjoyed the little uh, chat that him and Gary Locke had at half time Yeah, was that was good as well. Good. Yeah, really enjoyed that. It was interesting and uh, good to know that he's not just leaving. Us, he's not leaving us totally, but he'll still be around for hospitality. We just will not hearing him uh, asking. Tank Castle to make some noise, which will be a shame. It'll be sorely missed.
0: I think, I'm going to put this idea out in the public domain, but I think we should try and get Scott uh, on a future episode uh, and uh, have a nice chat with him, just to reflect on the last 20 years and the future uh, because as you rightly say he's still going to be at Tynecastle. he's still going to be uh, doing a lot of work as far as the hospitality is concerned so uh, if you happen to be lucky to be uh, there at some stage next season then you you might see him um, and uh, yeah no it's it's good that Scott's still going to be uh, around uh, but who knows
1: who might take over from him yeah, who knows exactly who, who we could have I don't know Trying to think of famous people. Um, Famous Hearts fans,
0: (laughs) celebrities. It might be like, "Have I got news for you on the BBC?" We might just have a famous Hearts fan every single second week doing the announcing duties.
1: Or just the fan. Just to, uh, we do a raffle every week, and uh, whoever wins the raffle that week gets to uh, announce the teams. So uh, we'll maybe just point at you, Dizer, and then you can do the season. No. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is an unequivocal rejection. Yeah, I'd crumble. I don't know. No, no I, I don't. I'll help you. I'll no, help you. I'll, I, help you. I'll I, prep I, your notes and everything. I think if, if Ed, either of if it was out of me or you, I think everybody knows who who would be first choice. out of myself or you. I think don't be hard on yourself. You're, you're mate, you're uh, perfect for the job in my eyes.
0: Oh, that's very kind of you.
1: That is really, really kind. I, I don't, I, I
0: don't, I don't know if it will be me. Um, probably not. Uh, very unlikely to be so, of course. Uh, and uh, I am, of course, really happy in my ongoing job as uh, broadcast journalist for Kingdom FM. So, uh, highly unlikely it's going to be me. Uh, but it's very, very kind of you to think of me in that way, does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am sure whoever takes over from Scott will be absolutely. Uh, really, really high quality. I'm sure the club will want someone who is of a very high quality because, let's be honest, Scott Wilson is a very difficult act to follow. In fact, given that role, he might well be the most difficult act to follow in the club's entire history just yeah. because he's uh, really secured his status as the voice of Tynecastle.
1: I think he's just a part of so many memories that fans have of, of certain games and whatnot because you... You remember him announcing the goal scorer. If you remember a specific goal, you've got in the back of your head of the announcement of uh, Scott announcing who scored that goal. I think he just is a part of so much uh, that's happened at Tynecastle Park over those 20 years. And I think it, a lot of fans will he associate his voice with a hearts game.
0: I'm going to give a wee tip to whoever Scott Wilson's successor is. Now, I don't know if they will listen to this episode or not, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. I think they should ask the club either for permission or get the club to supply them with a picture of Scott Wilson. They should put that picture right in front of them in their seats where they will do the announcing next season and beyond. And I think they should just keep... Looking at that picture of Scott Wilson, because that will be a brilliant reminder of the high standards yeah. that no doubt we will all expect from Scott Wilson's successor. And, and, and let's, let's, let's go even further than that and say that I think, and I'm not being, well, I am biased, obviously, but, but if I'm being really honest as well, given the announcers I've heard up and down the UK, uh, at football games, at sports events, at other events, Scott Wilson is my, my, by, by, without any shadow of a doubt, probably the best one I've ever heard anywhere within the UK. Yeah, and that, you, is, that is no exaggeration.
1: You get some that you're not sure are they, um, are they leading a funeral, or, or are they actually trying to hype people up for a football matches? some you get, it's like, let's get behind the team. And you're like, come on, let's go. You hype your fans up. No wonder you're bottom of the league.
0: Scott hypes us up so well. Oh yeah. But he doesn't uh, underperform, and he doesn't overdo it either. He hits the, the, the perfect balance, and there's a warm charm about him, and there's a, there's a real dignity that he's brought to that role. Uh, and, and that, I think, marries so well, or it, it matches so well. With the character, the general character of the heart of Midlovian support, because you know we are a fiercely proud bunch, but we're also a very dignified bunch as well, and we've got a real strong pride in our club, especially given the fact that we're now the the biggest fan owned club in the United Kingdom, and and I think Scott really, I think, symbolised us as a support so brilliantly, and 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 that I think. That's why he is going to be an incredibly difficult act to follow, uh, and that's why whoever succeeds him really has to match those high standards that he brought to that role um, as stadium announcer at Tynecastle. Uh, because at the end of the day, he he symbolised in that role
1: what we're all about as a fan base. Yeah, you can't come in and do half a job. It's got to be full throttle. Get the get the crowd going because I have never been to a football match in the all the years that I've been a football fan where I've had where just seconds before they're about to kick off that you you just get so hyped because of that let's make some noises those simple word word time castle let's make some noise. It's just oh, it just gets you going it instantly just makes you something like, come on or something not where. At other grounds, it's just like quiet, or the or the song that plays for kickoff stops, and then it goes, and then we start. Whereas we've got that thing where it just gets everyone. There's a big roar as the as the first ball's kicked, and I think it's going to be strange to start with not hearing that. But I think as a fan base, I know we'll welcome whoever does replace Scott with uh, open arms and give them our full support.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Without a question. And I I, I will support whoever uh, comes in as well because, you know, they, they need that support and they need that welcome as well. And that's absolutely critical. Um, and if that happens, then I'm sure that's going to make life a lot easier for all of us. Uh, and, and I would add not just to the let's make some noise that Scott famously says, but uh, the way he uh, announces the goals, introduces the substitutions, uh, Announces the attendance figures, the halftime birthday mentions, at the end of the game. I, I, I know I'm being pedantic, but but there is an art to doing all these well, and he has done them well consistently, and 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 really added that warmth and charm uh, to you know uh, the the way he announces uh, that information, and that that's just honestly, it might not be the biggest thing in the world. Uh, to, to, to play up all the time but but these things make a huge difference and and he was so consistently brilliant at that
1: Yeah, he's definitely a master of his craft I think he just definitely. De- I think if you want to put the definition of a, pre- uh, of a match announcer I think you've got to have his picture there Every single
0: stadium announcer in the UK and across the world if you want inspiration Scott Wilson's your man Simple as that. I said it, I said it, and Scott Wilson is our man. Just like that.
1: I second your opinion if I'm going with Excellent, that as well.
0: And I'm sure our listeners will third and fourth it and fifth it, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, so on, and you name it. And uh, virtually every single fan of our club will say, yep, yeah, agreed. And maybe some others as well outside the Fat Heart support will agree as well and say, yeah, Anna is right. And so is that I know. Victory for Scott Wilson, so well played Scott, well done, Uh, absolutely magnificent, but we will miss you in that role, and we really hope, God willing, that your successor is going to uphold and, you know, keep those high standards going in that role, fantastic, Fantastic. well done Scott Wilson, marvellous, marvellous. Now, Sunday, uh, the day after the Harts Ross County draw, uh, there was a Semi final of the Scottish Women's Cup for Hearts of Midlovian Women, the Biffa Scottish Women's Cup semi final, and we played Celtic. And although we lost two 0 it's fair to say that the players did us really, really proud. You you were there as well at the Falkirk Stadium, as well as I was.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was the first time I'd seen Hearts women in person. I'd seen them on line and stuff, but it was I was impressed. I thought that they did really well to just put up a, a defensive unit to stop Celtic going because if you just look at stats alone on the game, it, you would have thought, right, Celtic battered them. And, or they did batter them attacking-wise but Hearts defensively stood strong and I think uh, special mention to the four defenders, I think all four of them were so brilliant in my opinion, they all had a really good game. Uh, yeah, they lost two 0 but that was an extra time, and it it was a long game. And uh, being battered that much at the back, you're gonna your legs are gonna get tired of constantly being uh, being uh, on the back foot defensively. But I think all four of the the back four for Hearts and uh, the subs that came on it at the back definitely gave a, a really good account of themselves. And Charlotte Parker-Smith, another brilliant performance uh, Amazing. in goals. Amazing. Definitely. Really good. Uh, I am going to... You'll know. Uh, my player of the match was number 5 uh, what to I say Hunter?
0: The, the defender? Yeah. She was, she was really good, wasn't really she? Really good. She's yeah. had a really good season, hasn't she?
1: Yeah, I think she definitely stood, uh, stood to the test of... Uh, Putting up with the attack, the attack after attack after attack, and she was winning headers, she was winning challenges. I, I felt, I think I felt most for her performance. She deserved to be on the winning side, in my opinion.
0: Georgia Hunter uh, is a very important player for us uh, at Heart of Edlovian. A very important player indeed, and. Uh, uh, she was excellent, um, as uh, were the rest of the squad, of course. Um, my my player of the match was Charlotte Parker-Smith, just because she put in some incredible saves, and she did not make Celtic's life easy at all, I have to say. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I think the one thing we were lacking as a team was obviously the, the lack of chances up front, but that's just something we're going to have to work on, I think, uh, with time, and uh, now that we're semi-professional now we'll, we'll just have to bring in players that can really bring the chances in and the goals
1: Definitely I think that clinical edge at the, in the final third definitely costs because they, they just seem to be getting the ball in midfield but not having that extra special moment to just be able to get, get, that, like, get that shot off which was a shame because I don't think 2-0 really reflected the game I think Celtic, yeah, they might have edged it, but I don't think they deserve to win turn 0 just a shame that Hearts didn't have a Ellis Sims, Liam Boyce in his prime kind of player who could just put the ball away. But like you said, uh, going to Semi-Pro will att- attract a different, cl- different level of player, and I think either is going to obviously reinforce the uh, front line of the team, and I think Onwards and upwards next season. We can push on from a semi-final appearance. Who knows? We could maybe get mid-table, upper uh, end of the table as well next season. What was so agonising was it, it,
0: it, you were saying that you, you had a you had a instinct that this might be a one-nil win to us potentially, yep. and it did look like that nearly, nearly because we'd taken Celtic's extra time. And it was still goalless, and it only needed one chance on our part uh, for us to, to to score, and then that could have well won the match.
1: Yeah, I think it was it it was that I think within the within once it, we got to five minutes to go, I thought right, okay, Hearts are going to get them on the break. And I think we almost did. We had chances, but just couldn't put them away, and it. Yeah, it was really unlucky and felt for the team because the performance deserved so much more. In my opinion, I think they they put they put in such a good effort and played the hearts out, and to come away in extra time defeat was, must have just been absolutely gutting for them.
0: I I now uh, firmly believe in my heart and my soul, uh, especially after the start of this season, that us the fans definitely have an impact on the game, and I tried to have that impact on the game by uh, consistently out shouting the Celtic fans come on Hans <laughs> and, uh, and I thought my voice was about to uh, <laughs> disappear but, but I I was just so emotionally invested in that match and uh, I just just felt that that encouragement if i the players probably thought they were probably cringing for me to be honest <laughs> but, but I mean but, but in all honesty I just couldn't help but but chant and chant and chant again and uh, that's probably the most I've ever chanted at a Hearts women game because uh, I was I and the fellow Hearts fans tried to drive this team on to, to, to get an incredible result and uh Um, yeah, every time I kept hearing the Celtic fans or uh, the coaching staff go on on and say, Come on, Celtic, I was like, Come on, (laughs) hearts. So I was just trying to get one uh, go one better, to be honest. So, uh, uh, and um, once Celtic had scored, I I was devastated, honestly. I I, my my chanting had just stopped and I was just distraught, absolutely distraught.
1: Yeah, you had to feel for the, the players, it was, yeah, it was, it was horrible. To see them just look so gutted and so being like so close, but yet so far, they were in touching distance of the final to then drop two goals next time. But extra time is tough in any game, and against a a good side like Celtic, it it was even tougher. But they can't be too down, uh, downhearted because they, they, I think, they did themselves, and uh, the fans really proud.
0: I, it took me a while to get over the result, um, but. The next day, on the Monday, I was full of pride. Just full of pride. All, all the sadness had gone, and I was just like, do you know what? I'm proud of this team. That proud happened. of this team. And, on, on, and and I've followed Hearts Women for a good few years now, and it's honestly, I'm just... It, the progress they've made is absolutely amazing. It really is. And uh, onwards and upwards, God willing. Like, I mean, they, they are just a fantastic team. Fantastic side. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, I think... I really, really hope they keep going onwards and upwards, uh, especially after now becoming semi-professional. And uh, this team can keep making exciting progress.
1: Definitely, I think the uh, achievement of getting to the semi-final will have give them that bit of oomph to say, "Right, let's go, let's go one better, let's get to the final next year, let's get aim for mid-table in the league." I think that the players that are there at the moment. The ones that are retained and whatnot for next season, they they will have that motivation. And anyone that comes on board, they hopefully they'll put it across and say, "Look, we're onto something special here. We look what we did last season. Let's keep that momentum going and push up and up and up."
0: Definitely, absolutely, because uh, it's a fant- the, the potential is absolutely superb. It's really exciting. Yeah,
1: and it showed with the uh, Scotland youth team. Uh, the fact that there were so many Hearts players, I think there was five or six Hearts players, uh, <laughs> shows that the future's bright. Brand- yeah, yeah, I saw them playing Volker, and it, I think it was the striker Anderson, I really. believe. She was good, great then, and she looked decent again against Celtic. And I think that uh, the futures, if we can keep hold of those players, I think the future's looking good for Hearts.
0: Yeah, just excited to see the potential excited to see the potential of this hearts women's team and uh, where it goes uh, coming uh, forward and uh, Time castle' playing host to the Scottish women's Cup final the Biffa Scottish women's Cup final on the 29th of May between Glasgow City and Celtic and I can't really decide who's going to win that
1: I stayed and watched the 2nd semi-final and I'm not gonna lie, I think can't look past um, Glasgow City in my opinion because watching both games Glasgow City looked a lot fitter than Celtic and a lot more, they, like they had a lot more about them football-wise. They they seemed to know the right pass to play and when, and they just knew when each player was going to make the run, where to put the ball. So I'm going to stick my neck out and say that Glasgow City will win the Scottish Women's Cup.
0: We'll see what happens. Um, it won't have too long to wait. So we'll uh, see if Glasgow City can win uh, the trophy uh, later this month at Tynecastle. Brief word about Tynecastle hosting the final. Uh, another big vote of confidence in our marvelous stadium.
1: Definitely, uh, I think we held it a couple of seasons ago as well when Glasgow City played Hibs So that's right. Uh, we obviously did a decent job that 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 day, and they've obviously wanted to come back. So yeah, and we hold we hold plenty of Scotland youth games as well. So. We're doing something right at Tynecastle. Definitely, absolutely, which is absolutely wonderful.
0: Well done to the Hearts Women team. Sad about the result, but very proud of them. Uh, very, very proud of them indeed. And yeah, applause from Daz and applause from me, uh, although I'm holding my smartphone device, so I'm going to have to just applaud with my knee. I'll uh, handle my knee, um, clapping uh, my knee, um, <laughs> which is a bit unusual. But to be honest, uh, at football games when I've been uh, busy with my smartphone, I've uh, I've even applauded my uh, my uh, my tummy, <laughs>
1: right, my, <hands laughs> on my tummy, and just clapping with that instead. So that, uh, nobody thinks I'm being rude. I've by now god, I've now got that vision in my head of you sitting there slapping your tummy. <laughs> just go I'll be doing that on the 21st of May if we win. <laughs> <laughs> I'll join you. Just if anyone, if anyone sees us uh, at the final, just two us two sitting there slapping our tummies and you know that we've won
0: (laughs) (laughs) there we are tremendous stuff Uh, so what else have we had on the agenda from this week um, because am I am remembering Craig Gordon won a major award this week
1: yeah he won the he won I think it was the uh, I want to say the Writers Association's Player of the Year
0: Mm mm-hmm uh, I think you're
1: right. And it, it, it was weird because it got a lot of um, bad feedback from Celtic fans who were not happy. Oh, because they miss him. Yeah, they, they were not happy. Uh, nerd said he didn't deserve it. They definitely miss him, don't they? I think so too. Oh, I, I they, they miss do. him. They, they want
0: him back. They, they want him back. They're just crying for him back. They're like, no, no, we want him back at Celtic
1: Park. Breaking yeah, news you're not getting him back. Nah, he's like, he's, um he won it for the third time as well, which I think is testament uh, to how good of a season he's had. But it was just real strange how so were claiming that there was better players that should have won it than him. I'm like, no. I'm and then Rangers fans were also saying that uh, James Tavernier should have uh, won it. I'm like, well. They didn't win it. Just get over it. Craig Gordon won. Have you been watching Scottish football this season? I don't. You really can't have... have all the best skits in the sweeties. You have to share. <laughs> exactly. And, you have and, to share. And the fact that, I'm, I'm going to go out there and say it, but they won some awards at the end of season awards, which I don't get how they won. But I didn't go online and, be, and have a hissy fit. Just let whoever won have their moment in the sun. And just get on with it. it. Us complaining on Twitter is not going to change any result of what's happened in a, in an awards ceremony.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know why. I don't know why uh, uh, some old firm fans are upset about that. I mean, come on, you know, you, you win other awards. So, I mean, exactly. give us a chance. Just give us a break. All exactly. right.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, the i I had my one grumble. Tom Rogic's goal of the season that won against Dundee United. I'm not having it.
0: That I was... don't even remember
1: it to be quite honest. Exactly. I don't even remember it exactly. That that's what I was getting at. As like, it was that good that I don't remember it. I don't. I don't remember it at
0: all. I mean, I, I. I mean, listen. I don't mean to be disrespectful, of course, but I just it just didn't come to my mind. I mean, it, it just wasn't. It wasn't like Alan Shearer against Everton in two thousand and two for Newcastle. Uh-huh. I mean that that that's a goal that you can remember for the rest of your life. But but. I, I'm i sorry, it just, it just didn't click with me. Yeah, I don't when, know, am I being tribal?
1: No, I don't think we're going like, to, like you said, I don't think in 10, 20 years' time uh, since Alan Shearer's goal, we're going to sit back in 2042 and go, remember Tom Rogic's goal against Dundee United? No, Hell I of a don't goal, remember it. it at all. No. Yeah, we're we're going to go, no, nah, but then we'll say, I, I remember what, Barry I Mackay's remember, first no. goal?
0: I'll tell you what I do remember. I remember Stephen Kingsley's free kick at Hamden against Hibbs. I remember Ellis Sims' uh, goal against Hibernian at Hamden. I do remember Barry McKay's goal against Livingston in the Cinch Premiership. And I remember
1: Craig virtually Gordon all of having, our other
0: goals this season.
1: Craig Gordon having an excellent season. That's, That's what I'll remember. Not, yeah, not Tom Rocket, That's more like it. Dundee, uh, Blumen United. I'm not. No, nah, I'm not having it. <laughs> no, and Craig, Craig Gordon.
0: I mean, to be honest, you could put together a, a a montage of all of his brilliant saves this season, and you're thinking, that's all I need to see.
1: Exactly. That that's good enough for me. And what? No. Also, we had uh, good news this morning, which was it's Friday. Uh, it is Friday. Where where we we sold we've sold out the Scottish Cup final,
0: which is amazing. How good is that?
1: In know, a, a week. incredible. And, and, week, and that week. that
0: completely proves the importance of being a season ticket holder yep. at Time Castle. Because, I can say that safely, because this is my first season as a season ticket holder. And if it wasn't for that, and the fact that you're a season ticket holder as well, you and I would, would not have tickets for this final. But because we're season ticket holders, we got in in the first phase. We've got tickets booked. That just goes to show you cannot hold back. You've got to get in there and get those tickets if you're wanting to be at the final. And I'm just really, really grateful that we did that nice and swiftly.
1: Exactly, 100%. And uh, I've also seen a few people that didn't manage to get tickets grumbling about how the club uh, did the phases. To me, it it was the right way to do it. In my opinion, if you went to the semi-final, you should have a chance to get a ticket for the final because definitely loyalty you, you, you shouldn't be then put in with the with the people, the same people who haven't been to a game this season to say, right. Okay. Well, you've been to the final but you're going to have to fight out with Joe blogs, who is coming to his first ever hearts game. But it it, 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 loyalty should be rewarded. The same as season ticket holders, lo- people with vast amount of loyalty points. I, I didn't get to go to the 2012 Scottish cup final, uh, but i kind of understood it because i didn't have enough loyalty points i wasn't a season ticket holder i might have gone to every game in the cup but i didn't have that loyalty to the club like everyone else did so it, it it's yeah it, it's rubbish if you couldn't get a ticket but you unfortunately that's just the way the cookie crumbles and you can if loyalty should be rewarded in my opinion and i think the club did it perfectly
0: it just, it just goes to show, uh, it, to be honest to my next point, I was going to say that I feel sorry for people who couldn't genuinely make the semi-final yeah. at Hamden uh, uh, or couldn't make the semi-final at all uh, for any reason because obviously maybe work maybe issues with family, maybe something else that, that's taking their time uh, so obviously I have massive sympathy uh, with anyone who's missed out because they couldn't make the semi-final at all but and I was discussing this with somebody in the in work. I think yesterday, I I just emphasised the point that it is absolutely crucial that if you want to be at the biggest games of the season, Scottish Cup uh, semi-finals, finals, the biggest games in the Premiership this season the season ticket is the way to go and 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 i remember around a year ago i would asked some fellow hearts fans on twitter what do i do should i buy a season ticket or not and the 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 verdict was unanimous basically these people were saying get a season ticket get a season ticket get a season ticket and 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 i just thought yeah it makes sense it just makes sense and I, i was a wee bit nervous before i bought my first season ticket last year because i thought oh i've never done this before it's a lot of money but I just thought, do you know what? You've got to do it because uh, you will never get a better chance to do it. And at the end of the day, you know, if you want to be at the biggest games of the season, you've got to make sure that your place is effectively guaranteed. So when I say effectively guaranteed, when you buy a season ticket, I'm talking specifically about the Premiership home games. So uh, that way you can go to the biggest ones, the Old Farm, Hibernian, uh, and the others as well. Uh, and then give yourself that chance to be as front of the queue as possible, as much as in the front of the queue as possible, to get yourself a chance to book tickets for the Scottish Cup semi-finals, the finals, um, and, and hopefully next season with the European games, because that's going to be another advantage of being a season ticket holder, is the fact that we will probably... I hope God will get that first priority to yeah. purchase, uh, tickets for the European games, whether it is the Europa League or the Europa Conference League. Uh, and that that just is really, really important. The way I see it is that the season ticket holders should go first, oh. um, first priority. And if, if, if they decide not to get the tickets in a specific window initially, then open it up and let anybody else buy it. And then that way, you have the maximum best chance to fill your stadium and get everybody the fairest chance possible uh, to get to these games. And look, I mean, like you can never have complete and total uh, fairness because I mean you know we're all human and and you know there will obviously be um, disadvantages uh, in some ways regardless of how you sell your tickets but you've got to make it as fair as possible and I'm and the club. Has done that really to be honest as best as it can. I mean, no doubt they can make improvements in the future, but but it's done it as best as it can. And and my my, my, my advice as a fan, really, to anybody, informal advice is if you really want to be in the biggest games, you've got to really invest uh, in a season ticket uh, and really make the time possible in your life uh, as much as possible uh, to be at the games and uh, it is challenging uh, for some people because they've got families and the like but, but at the end of the day you know uh, you just got to do the best you possibly can uh, and I think you and I are just really lucky that we've got that opportunity, that time and that uh, the chance to invest in those season tickets so that we can, we can be there for the biggest occasions uh, during the season
1: Yeah I think I, I, I second what you say is uh, the it's the best decision I made I think personally getting a season ticket for Hearts because uh, people that follow me on, like, on Twitter would know that uh, I'm a Shrewsbury Town fan as well, my hometown club and I was a season ticket holder there so when I moved up here it felt really weird not having that season ticket not having that guarantee of a football match every other week or whatnot. so I, the minute I had the chance I was like right I'm, I'm getting back to it, I'm, I need to have that guaranteed football fix and like you said, that it's shown that this time round I've been able to go to the big games without worry without worry of not getting a ticket, unlike previous seasons where I was missing out on big ties because I didn't have a season ticket, so for me I think being a season ticket holder is a really important thing uh, as being a Hearts fan for me so it, it, it makes me feel like I don't have that worry of missing out on on games and like next season for European games, it's going to be a definite weight off the shoulders knowing that, right, I've got my season ticket. I, just, I, I will get choice out of my season ticket seat, potentially, uh, for European games. And it, even, who can say, we might even get uh, first choice on away tickets for European games. So uh, all will be revealed, I guess, over the summer.
0: But potential visits to Latvia... Estonia, Moldova um, where else in <laughs> Europe could we go? Italy um, Luxembourg uh, Sweden um, uh, Turkey, Georgia Kazakhstan, where? do you fancy oh. a trip to Kazakhstan?
1: <laughs> where, where did you I'm go? Where? just random countries out there Where did you go for your winter holiday? Well I went for a night in Kazakhstan and then I went to Moldova <laughs> People that weren't football fans would like the blowing out did you go there for one night for but yeah I I think I said to you Anna, at uh, the game that I'm gonna budget and try and save up so I can go to at least one European away game this season that that is that is my uh, not new year re- resolution new season resolution I'll call it that That I want to, I'll be I want to go to one European tie. I'm not going to include if we get an English or a Welsh team. In the in the in our European qualifiers, I'm not going to say if we get TNS or uh, a, 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 an English side. That's my Maybe trip
0: Newcastle. Done. If they keep winning their games, oh, well,
1: I'll go, but I'm not counting that as my European away day because <laughs> <laughs> that
0: trip on the LNER Express to Newcastle
1: <laughs> and the fact that I'm, I'm I'm from England, so it's it's not an away day for me. It's a trip home. It's not but, not uh, an well, away. I, day I, I, I don't I don't see as much of a. No, and maybe when I used to go to
0: Newcastle, uh, like for trips, I maybe saw it as a, a nice wee holiday uh, over the border. But nowadays, I just
1: don't. It's just like a trip down to Newcastle. It's like a quick exactly trip on I'll, the
0: train, I'll, and then straight
1: back up after a game. Yeah, I was in Manchester the last couple of days, and I think someone said to me, "Oh, you're looking forward to your little holiday away." I'm like, "I'm just going home for for two days." Even though Manchester's not home, it, it not really a, a holiday. It was like I'm going away here for, for two days, but. It, It's only to England. It's not really a a holiday, but uh, it'd be different if I was going for a week or something, but not for just the day. It doesn't really fit. It just feels like a little commute, like I'm going to a different part of Scotland.
0: Speaking of commutes, I'm hearing in my ear, inside my brain, uh, uh, cries of of protest from First Trans Pennine Express, cross-country... Uh, who else runs on the East Coast main line? Um Lumo as well, because I mean they go from Edinburgh to Newcastle. I can hear you guys! I know you're <laughs> on trains between Edinburgh and Newcastle, and I appreciate what you do. So uh, it's not just L N E R. Um and uh, <laughs> no doubt you'll have probably jumped on a trans. is it Transpennion Express or would it have been Avanti?
1: Uh I was on Avanti and Transpennine because I had to switch trains uh Preston and then Wigan on the way home. Preston, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but I'm but on the back of my trip to Manchester. I'm now a co-owner of a second club.
0: All oh, which one is that?
1: FC United of Manchester. Who are?
0: No. Oh, we've heard of them before, haven't we?
1: Yeah, they were the team that were founded in protest against the Glazers uh, taking over Manchester United, and they are against modern football is their uh, motto. And yeah, I. For right, they are a lower division version of what Hearts are doing with Foundation Hearts. So I was like, right, so I'm gonna sign up and became a member. So now I am officially a co owner of Hearts and FC United of Manchester.
0: Oh, and, and you went to see was oh, who did you go to see them play on? Uh, in- uh, they
1: they played Brera of Milano, which is oh. uh, they are it's there's a European trophy for semi professional teams, which was founded. By the chairman of Brera, this season it's called the Phoenix Trophy, which uh, it's, it's all semi-pro teams, all with the, with a bit of an ethos to rebel against the way modern football is uh, is ran. Really good, really good atmosphere, really good idea for the tournament, and yeah, something different for a uh, for Wednesday night. But yeah, it really enjoyed it, and I'd recommend if anyone can get down to uh, Broadhurst Park.
0: Yeah, and it's nice to go and see a different uh, game for a change. And uh, I actually saw Manchester City were also playing. Uh, the Manchester City women's team were also playing midweek as well.
1: And, Same uh, night, yeah?
0: Yeah, I, I reckon if I was down there, I would have probably went to go and see them play. Um, so that would have been great. And and actually, I, I know we talk about modern football and how people don't, some people don't like it, but the one thing I am so excited about, as far as Newcastle United is concerned, is when, hopefully God willing, their women's team go all the way to the top flight of English football because last Sunday they had more than 22,000 fans for a fourth tier English game in the women's game. It was Newcastle United against Arnwick Town. Uh, sorry if I have mispronounced that. Um, I'll have to take some lessons on that. Uh, but they played a local team called Arn- Arnwick Town uh, at St James's Park they got more than twenty two thousand fans into St James's Park for that. And it looked incredible. Just honestly, wow. It was wonderful.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant for the for the for the city, for the women's team and for uh the eyes that'll get on the league as well. So hats off to the to the Geordies and to the uh, Newcastle women's team.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly I cannot wait to see this team hopefully get to the top flight of English women's football because that means more football to go to and, and I the Newcastle fans. Do you know what? If it's a St James's Park, of course they're gonna turn out. They're gonna Definitely. turn out. Wait, what what else are they gonna do in Newcastle? Are they gonna sit and watch a dreadful soap on TV? I don't know. I V so. design
1: pet reruns.
0: <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> the, Jimmy uh, Nail. other shows that Legend. they have from Newcastle on the day? a uh, Biker Grove, good. Ant and Dick were in that. I,
1: why I, why I, man, biker group, but that, that's awful.
0: Awful. I, I even, I reckon, <laughs> I reckon, even if Aunt and Deck put a celebrity team together and they played St James's Park, even if they were raising money for, I don't know, so Bobby Robson or Newcastle United Foundation, thousands of fans in the stadium.
1: Yeah, definitely, 100%. I, yeah, brilliant. Look, I I just, things like that about football just makes you smile. Seeing a turnout like that, brilliant.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely amazing, uh, absolutely incredible. It really, is so so good. Um, yeah, so uh, absolutely exciting. There, great great few days for the women's game. Want to know
1: what I'm not overly excited for? What are you not overly excited for? My trip to Parkhead tomorrow. Why Saturday. did you
0: think about that? Why are you going to Parkhead?
1: Well, it was one of those where I'm like, right, football season's ending soon it's another game that's not too far away from where i live so I'm like right let's go and after last weekend's performance i'm like right let's hope we st- step it up a gear because celtic need to win still and if we go into the game like we did last week we could end up getting absolutely stuffed
0: uh well, to be honest i think i think we should just field some of the younger players and give them some experience at uh, first team football because <laughs> to be honest I, I don't see what we've got to lose
1: no and the fact that I think if you give some of the young players a run out you never know they might have a, a have that extra spark to want to guide and impress yeah definitely. And, and we might shock Celtic. and the fact that there'll be players that Celtic haven't seen and they've got you no know, tape to study so I think mix it up I'm definitely with you on that one I'd maybe give some of these uh, players like Mackenzie Kirk Finley Pollock or Tate some decent minutes and I just yeah just hopefully we don't go go uh, Ross County mode and
0: no we don't want that again no we
1: can't the fact and, and the fact is in league and cup we're on a 10 game unbeaten run we don't want that to end we want it. Would, how good would it be to end the season on a 10, um, 13 get 14 game unbeaten run if we don't lose in the league and then we win the cup uh, it's all about that
0: cup final, isn't it?
1: Yeah, let's get to four let's get to fourteen wins. Not wins, fourteen unbeaten. Let's get to fourteen unbeaten. I don't wanna win every I don't mind if we get a point because i predicted one all for this game. But one all interesting yeah, Barry Mackay to score.
0: Barry Mackay to score? Well that'll be interesting. I, I I would probably if I had my realistic hat on, I think it'd probably be a 2 0 win to Celtic. But but we're Hearts fans, so we're not going to uh, you know, be demoralising. I'm going to echo your calls for a one all draw. Um, in, fact, no, in fact, I'm going to go one better than that, actually. I am going to go for a daring 2-1 win. Uh, Barry Oof. McKay and Ellis Sims will come on to the pitch on the 85th minute and score an extraordinary winner out of nowhere. And then uh, Robbie Nielsen, the coaching staff and the players will just... Uh, be full of excitement after the final whistle so I'm going to go one further and go 2-1 hearts
1: <laughs> I bloody hope you're right because that would be amazing. Laughing
0: laugh <laughs> at me on Sunday if you wish
1: <laughs> No I don't want to be laughing I want to be Or like, laugh with wow. me on Sunday if we win too. I want to be like predict that every time we go to Celtic Park please 2-1
0: <laughs> yeah and we haven't won there for more than a decade so you know yeah. we only really so got to get a one there
1: Could you imagine we upset the title party? That would be amazing.
0: Oh, Celtic fans will not be happy. They'll be like, what are they doing? It's our day today. It's not your day today.
1: (laughs) Well, tough. We're hearts and we do what we want. Yeah, We're heart of the middle of
0: the football club. And I really hope that uh, you get a really nice seat in the away end and uh, you don't get that big
1: pillar in front of you. Uh, I've been to Celtic Park in the away end, I want to say, over five times and I think four out of five. I've been behind that blumming pillar, <laughs> and I've looked at my row, and my the row that I'm in isn't doesn't sound as if I'm in front of the pillar. So hopefully I've adjusted the side, or I've got my my uh, bearings wrong, and there are more rows in front of the pillar than expected. But yeah, if I I will definitely uh, tweet a picture of the view to show to show everyone on my on my Twitter. Uh, where my seat is regardless Uh, but fingers crossed I can actually see 100% of the pitch and not just 65-70% In all
0: seriousness I have to say Celtic Park is a really really awesome stadium so I mean I'm sure you'll be uh, you'll be quite fascinated by it and uh, and and I, I I mean, I, I remember the um, opening ceremony of the Glasgow 2014 Commonwealth Games. That
1: was an uh, extraordinary spectacle at Celtic Park. And I bet so- it was an extraordinary spectacle for everybody, apart from that, those people that sat behind that blumming pillar. <laughs> <laughs> what like, am I here for? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, see, we, when we played there, I can't remember when, a couple of seasons ago, I had to watch. Part of the game on the big screen behind the goal because I couldn't see what was happening. Whenever the ball went into the penalty box, So I was watching on the big screen on a delay to see what had happened. That's how bad it is. It's it's crap, and they have the cheek to charge us thirty three pounds for an obstructive view and don't tell you anymore on your ticket if your seat is an obstructive view or not. Well, cheeky, oh. so cheeky, so that's not on. <laughs>
0: Let's just hope that Hearts score a big win there, um, even if it's a 2-1 win, because yeah, that will make the visit well worthwhile. So we'll uh, see what happens. Uh, and, and the last time we were there, we gave them a really good challenge. I mean, I felt we were very unlucky to lose 1-0, to be quite honest.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think we should definitely have that in the back of our minds, and the fact that we're on a good run of form at the moment and take it to them. Don't be overawed by the stadium, the atmosphere, just go in, get the job done. And get out, yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, and three more points in the bag.
1: And don't forget, anybody that's heading it is a 12 o'clock kickoff, not three o'clock.
0: 12 o'clock kickoff, so you're out
1: of your beds early in the morning, you can't, yeah. there's no lying around. Uh,
0: mainly, <laughs> I'm actually because working all weekend, so uh, I've got an early morning as well, so um,
1: yeah, my main, my main reason for saying that is because I read on Twitter last weekend several fans of uh, League One teams in England missed their games because they forgot that all the games kicked off at twelve thirty and didn't get there until three o'clock, and the games had all but finished.
0: Damn! So, oh
1: yeah, there were several fans tweeting that. I don't know if that's just the fact that they weren't on the board, but yeah, let's 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 all remember: if you are going, kicks off at twelve, be there nice, be there, be there for kickoff. Don't be there when they're cleaning up the car park around South Park.
0: No, just be there on time. Plenty of time. Leave yourself (laughs) plenty of time uh, uh, for arriving at the ground as well. So you you can settle in nicely and everything as well. So don't leave it to the last minute at all. Um, And uh, just a quick mention for Hearts Women, uh, they are also in action this weekend. On Sunday, uh, they're at Motherwell in SWPL1. uh, And they're playing Celtic in midweek next week, on the 11th of May, uh, they're away from home uh, hearts. Uh, So two away games coming up in the league for them. And then uh, a week on Sunday, and that date is the 15th of May, they will play Partick Thistle in their uh, final home SWPL1 game of the season. Um, But I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about them next week.
1: We've also got another game midweek. We've got Motherwell that's on right. Wednesday uh, I know you were talking about going have you made your mind up yet? I don't think I'm going to go because no, to working. be
0: honest I, can't. I think I'm going to just give it a miss and save my energy for uh, later in the month
1: Yeah I was thinking thinking of going but then I, got, uh, I, I remembered I was working and I thought it's it, it, it would have been different if we were playing for to get third or second place I might have switched things up so I could have gone but not for a midweek effort. The fact that if it was a weekend game, I might have thought about it, but no, I think it, it, I think like you said, it's just now ticking off the games. It's not, it doesn't really matter about wins. Well, it does matter. We obviously want to win, but the performances might not be the best. So that could also play into the mind of people thinking about going.
0: That said, I think still, still many of our own fans will still want to go anyway, um, just for for a night out and everything. So, uh... Um, so I'm sure there will still be a good away following it, uh, Motherwell.
1: And the fact we we are, I don't mean to be big-headed, but we are a really well-supported team away from home anyway. So. I
0: don't think that's big-headed. I think we are a very well-supported team. We bring our fans in, in good numbers. So uh, yeah. I think that's a fair point. So and I'm the just... fact
1: that I, I think we were both saying that when we went to Dundee United, that we weren't sure of how many uh, Hearts fans there would be. And then, lo and behold, we got there. And the same amazing following as there always is so it it just shows that regardless if anything's on the line or not Hearts fans will travel in numbers
0: Absolutely, absolutely, there's nothing better to do nothing better to do Uh, unless I have to go to Newcastle home game (laughs) but but no still there is nothing better to do Well
1: Um, you've got plans this Sunday as well as well as Saturday you've got a double header Yes, I have I've got, the podcast has a double header shall I say, we've got Celtic saturday morning with myself and then sunday you have plans i am going to the player of the year um ceremony uh in edinburgh uh,
0: on sunday night provided that i don't fall asleep after work on sunday
1: <laughs> i want i i'm looking forward to reliving it through your recollections and also photograph any photos that you take because i'm pretty jealous that i can't be there i'm working now anyway but yeah, it's going to be a special even, especially with the Hall of Fame for the 2012 team.
0: This has been the best football season I've ever had um, in my life. And I think I just, I wasn't I wasn't really sure about going initially, but then I thought personally, do you know what? Because it's been very memorable and great for my life, uh, you know, just getting out of the house and getting to... Uh, Tyne Castle, uh, uh, what's been a great season. I thought, Do you know what, I'm just going to go uh, and uh, go and enjoy it tonight, on Sunday night in Edinburgh. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's. we'll uh, find out who the player of the year is. The 2012 Scottish Cup winning squad will be put into the Hall of Fame. The Hall of the
1: season, I believe, is also up for as well, isn't it, I believe? Yeah, it's going to be
0: quite an exciting night. And uh, I hope uh, to see... Uh, many of you fellow jambos there as well if you are going do tweet me um at annis the manis 51 and tell me that you're you're going and hopefully i could come and say hello to you uh, and that'd be really really lovely um to come and see you and say hello uh which is really really nice uh, it'll be a great night out for all of us uh, who are going to be there uh, and even those who are not going to be there i mean there's still going to be quite a good few uh pieces of uh uh, things to, to find out about, especially who's got goal of the season and uh, who's, uh, uh, and who's and any key highlights as well, uh, maybe uh, any key uh, sound bites from any uh, interviews some of the players potentially do on the stage. Uh, we're getting fed as well, fed and watered as well, which is nice. Bonus. Um, and uh, I can't wait to dress up, uh, which is really good. So I'll have my Castle yeah. Park tartan tie on and uh, hopefully get my... Uh, uh, hearts pin badge on as well on my on my uh, uh, jacket as well and uh, yeah no I just I'm just so excited I can't wait for it it's going to be really 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 enjoyable um, and uh, yeah it's just going to be a fantastic night um, and uh, yeah really really looking forward to it and uh, as I say if any of you fellow Jambos are going do tell me on Twitter and uh, hopefully I'll come and see you on Sunday. Brilliant uh,
1: I'm, I'm pretty pretty sure in advance, I, I can tell you're going to have an absolute blast. So, uh, Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I, would, I wonder what 2012 players are going to be there for definite.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know yet. We'll have to just wait and find
1: out. Could you imagine yes. if Rudy shows up?
0: Rudy show And he's there! Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be there, but uh, yeah, I'll be. Oh, so, yeah.
1: It's making me more jealous now, the more I think about it, because it's now closer to the time. I'm like, Ah, oh, 2012 squad, but we're, real life gets in the way of things. But I know but, that but I'll be able to remember. The thing is, as your... well,
0: some people, I suspect, might not go anyway because they might say, well, look, we spent our money on the cup final. And and obviously, uh, well, Sunday night's going to be great fun. The cup final is really the big headline event for us uh-huh. this month.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think if you had to choose between one or the other, I think you'd I think be crazy to say right I've I, I missed the cup final because I went to the player of the year rewards I think you'd look back in years gone by if we if we win and and go right that was I can't believe I didn't go to that game because I went to player of the year I can see why people would I'll choose choosing the other way
0: yeah I mean you know at the end of the, the cup finals just
1: you can't really argue
0: with that can you
1: icing on the cake
0: yeah it's 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 such a big occasion um hamden's going to be what i can't i can't
1: wait for the 21st i cannot wait no, um, i'm even more prepared now because in the post while i was away for a couple of days my ca- inflatable kangaroo with the australia flag on the back arrived so i am going to be joining the hundreds of people that i've seen on twitter with inflatable kangaroos so uh, yeah i i succumbed and purchased one off uh, amazon did you? Yeah, it arrived. It arrived the other day and then I got home and I was like, I kind of want to blow it up to look at it. But then I thought, no, 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 I'm going to leave in uh, the packet until the twenty to blow it up when I get in the stadium. So, uh,
0: Yeah, well, I- I'm sure um, there'll be a few Australian flags in the crowd because uh, obviously we want to see Cammy Devlin uh, take to the pitch.
1: Oh, definitely. I think he's going to... Uh... Can you imagine his reaction? You know, he's a bit of a character anyway. So seeing that, I think he'll he'll love it.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, I, I bet he's excited. In fact, I, I reckon he's probably dreaming about that final now. Even now, he's probably thinking, I can't wait for the 21st of May! He's
1: probably not slept <laughs> since the semi-final. Probably not. <laughs> he's on that much of a buzz. He's that uh, much, of, that uh, much of a natural high that he's just... Ha- hasn't been able to sleep. He's just like an exciting for like christmas or birthday Ah! oh
0: i tell you i tell you i can't wait to read his autobiography in 35 years time when he (laughs) talks about the 2022 cup final uh, what was going through his brain (laughs)
1: all the antics
0: he was up to all the entertainment he was providing to the television viewers all over
1: the world that needs to happen now i need to read it
0: (laughs) John Hughes, the manager of Dunfermline, Yogi, as we affectionately know him as, the one thing he always says that I totally agree with him on is this. You are an entertainer, not just a footballer. And that is so true. Yep. So true. your People have paid their money to go and watch a game of football. And the last thing they want is to watch a boring game of football. They want to be entertained. And uh, honestly, Cammy Devlin, I think, knows that probably a lot more than most. And
1: good on him. Definitely. Definitely. That's what we need in football. So uh, I'm glad we've got him in our squad. Definitely. Absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, well, believe it or not,
0: um, I, and there I am breaking my own, own rule, saying, well, at the start of a sentence, I had terrible honest. I, I get unhappy with journalists who do that. Every, nearly every journalist does that, that on TV and radio and it annoys me so much. And there I am just completely being a hypocrite. So uh, <laughs> shame on me. I'm slapping myself on the leg there, uh, just for being silly. Um, Not applauding myself, unfortunately, or on the chest uh, or on the tummy. Uh, So, uh, yeah, so beyond that, um, I don't think there is anything else from me unless there's anything else from you at all, Daz.
1: No, that's me, uh, I believe. uh, We
0: we went on longer than we anticipated.
1: Yeah, we did because uh, I'm going to admit it, uh, while I was waiting on Anna joining the call... I, I almost dozed off this evening. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry.
0: I am. I am so terrible when it comes to timekeeping. And it, um, I, I, if you were hearing uh, Kingdom FM earlier today, you would have probably heard me on the news talk about the council elections i was uh in Glenrothes, just covering the the excites the excitement of the council elections and then i came back to the office briefly just to file a report um and uh and and yeah i was it took a little bit longer than i expected but i just wanted to get it finished and done so it was out of the way and out of the road and i think,
1: uh, I think it, it i think just i was quite i think because the my dog's sleeping next to me and seeing her asleep was where it was rubbing off on me, so I just started dozing, and then there's a little noise that plays when someone joins the call, and it went doo doo doo, and then well, I, I was just awake. in
0: time before he went to bed.
1: <laughs> so yeah, nah, and it just shows that regardless of the result, there's always enough if to talk about Heart of Midlovian.
0: There, there's always enough to talk about and, and see when the season's over, there will still be things to talk about. Transfers, new shirts launching soon in weeks, Yes, in week? And rant, that?
1: R- random topics that we didn't really think about talking about during the season because there was so much with games going on that we can just go back and revisit because we'll have the time to just go right and breathe. We've not got a game for a couple of weeks. Let's go back and revisit that random thought we had seven weeks ago. Now we'll talk about it. We can dedicate a whole episode episode to it. So don't worry, you, you, you can't get rid of us that easily. No,
0: you won't get rid of us that easily because we've got we've got nothing better to do than talking about Hearts every week. So uh, that's why we're here. That's why we exist. <laughs> yeah, I, get, I get
1: put back in my cage as soon as I stop recording and when I don't go to Hearts games. So yeah, literally, I do have nothing better to do. I'm joking. I don't My, my mind, a <laughs> Today with the election,
0: right, a lot of my fellow journalists across Scotland would have probably been thinking predominantly politics, 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 politics. I must admit, the big thing on my mind during the day was the Rangers result last night. Now, I know I'm not a Rangers fan, but, but that last night was, I don't know if you saw the match, uh, Daz, but the match was unreal. It was absolutely unreal and uh, I have to say I've got to take my hat off to Rangers for reaching the Europa League final uh, and congrats to them on getting there but I was just thinking about Rangers all morning and then suddenly I got to the to the Rothfuss Halls and I thought, right, it's election time, There, In other news, we've got an election. <laughs> um, obviously, I didn't come across like that on Kingdom FM but in my mind, it was like, oh, have got other news so, uh, yeah, there's an election going on uh, If you've, in case you've forgotten. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, well done to Rangers on that incredible game last night. And actually, uh, here's a wee bit of a hilarious story for you. Um, stupid me was not able to vote because I went to the wrong polling station. Um, I... Uh, I stopped my car and then I quickly just saw the final few moments of the win at Ibrox uh, on BT sports. And then when the final whistle went, uh, I went into the polling station, I gave my address and then they said to me, I'm sorry, you're in the wrong polling station. And it was the, it's the polling station I used to go to uh, all the time uh, for elections before, but it turned out to be a different polling station. And I only had four minutes to get to the one that I was meant to be at. So I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to be able to vote, but guess what? Rangers are in the Europa League final, so why do I care? Uh, And uh, to be honest, uh, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I know every vote makes a difference, but but, uh, to be honest, I couldn't be bothered. So uh, I was like, well, I'm the only journalist probably in Scotland who didn't vote, so shame on me. You can all point at me and say, shame on you. You're not upholding democracy. And Uh, the fact
1: Rangers winning kind of does us a favour because now they could potentially be absolutely knackered and I hope it goes to penalties because then that'll play into hands even further so then they'll be even more tired for our game in the final so fingers crossed come on Frankfurt push them all the way or win it for us please
0: regardless of uh, how they do I think, um, I think to be honest regardless of the result hearts are going to have to just put in the best performance of the season and if they do that then we'll win the cup I'm absolutely sure of it. I'm absolutely sure. We, we defeated Celtic on the opening day of the Premiership season. I just think there has to be a chance there now for us to defeat Rangers in the Scottish Cup final. So In the last game of the season. Oh, how good will that be? How wonderful will that be? Just absolutely wonderful um, 90% I will take that. sandwich. I will take that and party. The 90% Old Firm sandwich. So you've got Celtic, as one slice of the bread. We've got Rangers as the other slice of the bread. And then in the middle is a heart of Midlovian filling. A, a really, really good A sandwich. jam sandwich. A jam sandwich. <laughs> uh, it's 50-50 for people. Some might love it, some might not. So uh, <laughs> there we are. Raspberry jam, stro- strawberry jam, you, you name it. Blackcurrant. I don't know what other jams you get out there in the supermarkets. But there we are. Take your choice. Take your choice. Uh, And I'm not going to judge you on that. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, what an intense couple of weeks coming up. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, absolutely incredible achievement for Rangers. And I hope by the next time we record an episode, I'm going to go and try and answer my own question in terms of what does Rangers winning the Europa League mean for heart of Midlovian when it comes to European competition next season? Because I'd like to know, if Rangers do win the Europa League, does that mean... A, they automatically get into the Champions League, and B, for us, does that mean we automatically get into the Europa League group stages?
1: Yeah, it's it's all a little bit, a bit of a haze at the moment of what's happening. At the
0: moment, I, yeah. I, I'm hoping to get an answer to that. So if I get one, uh, hopefully I can share it next week. If not, or if somebody out there, an expert, does know
1: the answer, yeah, just just tweet us.
0: Um, That's and let us know. Definitely tweet us and let us know. And uh, we'd we'd like to know because uh, we'll credit like- you
1: if if you do tell us. Don't worry, we won't claim that we found out. We will credit you on air.
0: Yeah, we will give you a mention because we're nice people like yeah. that. We we
1: won't claim it as our own. We
0: don't. We don't just turn around. Uh, And, uh, well, I I don't just turn around uh, and and just go, oh, you know, I knew this because somebody told me and therefore uh, here's the information as if I'm telling you it's me.
1: (laughs) No, No. No, I don't
0: work like that.
1: Credit where credit is due exactly absolutely
0: that's the way i like to rock and roll uh, and the uh, same with daz as well that is it for um I, most people are, are the same as well most people are really nice people and like that as well so i uh, uh, me being diplomatic of course but that, that is it for uh, this episode uh, uh, another jam-packed episode pardon the pun and uh, yeah loads to talk about even though uh, It was initially not going to be the case. uh, But, uh, yeah, still find loads to talk about. Thank you, Daz, for your company once more. And uh, we'll be back again uh, for another episode next week. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for your support as always. Keep it coming in. Keep your feedback coming in. Uh, I look forward to many of you continuing to start your conversations with I know you off Twitter and all that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, that's just the opening line, the icebreaker uh, for a lot of conversations I have these days with fellow Hearts fans. I know you off Twitter. I follow you on Twitter. I, I read your tweets on Twitter. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's the way of the modern world. Uh, but uh, I love it and I wouldn't substitute it. Uh, but this to see in real life as well, uh, of course. Uh, thank you Taz.
1: Thank you, Manas. It's been a pleasure
0: as always. Absolutely. Definitely. And we'll be back next week uh, and keep it tuned to the Men in Maroon podcast. Thank you so much. Good luck to our teams this weekend and we'll have you the next time as a listener. Bye bye. Bye.